give me some brilliant check, 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 check. Checks out. All right. It's an older code server. Checks out. Today on From Me to Ziggy, eight line poem. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. And today we're listening to uh, Eight Line Poem Eight from Hunky Dory, nineteen seventy one. My name's Thomas. My name is Travis. New letter. New letter. Hey, like a bunch of kids at a rave, we are on E. I don't know what to say to that. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Never been to a rave. I've, I've accidentally gone to a rave. Accidentally? Oh, this is when I was still living in Rhode Island. There was a real big fish concert that I kind of wanted to go to. And my uh, friend that I was going to go to, it also mentioned she had a friend who is a DJ. I was like, oh, uh, how about we go watch my friend DJ instead? I was like, all right, well, I'm sure. And really know what that entailed. And then we got there and it's like kids in giant pants with all the loops on them and plastic pacifiers and all that bull crap. And lots of loud, thumpy... Wub, 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 EDM music going on. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> By the end of the night, it was just like, oh God, I just want to hear something with a melody. And like, if you were to, if you were to watch a video of it and turn off the sound, you would think there was like some sort of a nerve gas attack going on. Just like people twitching around and anywho, uh, eight line poem, eight line poem, which exists on a total different plane than rave music. <laughs> um, you could say that this is from hunky dory which I guess we are technically bound by law to refer to as the brilliant hunky dory, the brilliant hunky dory. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, this is track three on hunky dory. I believe is that right? Uh, comes after changes and Oh, you pretty things. Yeah. Uh, really cool transition from yeah. Oh, you pretty things right into eight line poem. And you know what? You want to hear a really ultimate nitpick? And I, I, I feel like I shouldn't even be nitpicking this brilliance. Pick this nit, but I feel like it would even be more enhanced if it, drifted into um, life on Mars. I feel like that would work and it doesn't happen and it disappoints me even though this is a phenomenal stretch on a brilliant album. So like if it seamlessly segued into seamless transition like uh, Dark Side of the Moon sort of thing. Did they do that back then in 1971? Was that a thing that was done? I mean they kind of do it with pretty things into a line poem. Yeah, when I first heard this I didn't realize it was one song was ending and the other was beginning, which really plays to the advantage of eight line poem because mm-hmm. otherwise it would be kind of forgotten. It's not one that you usually call up. Right. I mean, when it's on, you're like, Oh song. God, this is a great little, this is a brilliant little song. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's lovely. It's a lovely song. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's just kind of got that unfortunate luck of being wedged between these two massive songs very grand big huge choruses in both songs and then you have this nice little like it works partly because it provides that contrast it does it's a nice palate cleanser in between these two big huge songs yeah it's it's because it's such a quiet song and because it's such a lovely song that it works where it does it lets the album breathe a little bit yeah exactly that whole first side is just filled with you know these baroque magnificent songs uh changes and then oh you pretty things life on mars after this and um what else is on that? uh yeah on kooks first side is right after life on mars which doesn't really have a big chorus but it's so fun and bouncy you can't forget about it yeah and it, and it plays right into life on mars it doesn't segue into it but it does have this this sort of same relationship between oh you pretty things and eight line poem yeah. eight line poem ends on i think the same chord that 
life on Mars begins with. So they all sort of like, they, they flow into each other musically. It's a Which good is effect. the thing I'm a sucker for. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. Eight-line poem. Eight-line poem. What is the eight-line poem? We can read this whole thing. We can. Whereas, so you see the title of this song, Eight-line poem, and you think, oh, it's going to be a short song. In fact, it's, what, two and a half minutes long. Right? Yeah. Whereas, what did we talk about? We talked about the Dirty Song, which was a 40-second song, which probably had about as much, maybe more. It squeezed a lot of content into a very short amount of time. So to speak. Um, and uh, whereas this one sort of expands everything. Of course, it's got the intro and the outro. Yeah. The instrumental bits and wedged in between is Bowie singing this poem about a tactful cactus. It's like a snapshot of life in the city. I mean, that's, that's the picture that is drawn in my head when I'm mm-hmm. reading it. Yeah. Um, Looking out the window. Yeah. It, it, it took me back to a very specific time, actually. It reminded me of, uh, again, when I was living in Providence, I was living on the third floor of an apartment. And it wasn't a great time in my life. So there was a lot of nights of just kind of like sitting on the floor next to my window. Cause my window was very low to the ground. Cause it was like low ceilings converted attic basically. So it was a lot of like, I would just be sitting on the floor, hanging out the window, listening to Juliana Hatfield and smoking cigarettes and, and staring wistfully being like, Oh, life. Uh, yeah. Uh, old, old Providence, old Providence, the bad old days. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it just made me think of, yeah, just watching life out the window. And there was also, there were these houses a couple blocks up that every summer there was fires. We, we, we were pretty sure that there were like crack houses, basically. Bad fires. Bad the kind fires. burned down buildings. Yeah. Yeah. There would be like fire trucks parked outside the house to the point that actually when one of my close friends moved in a couple of houses down, I was like, oh, wait till the summer when the fires happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure enough, I was like just lying in bed and uh, she calls me up. She's like, hey there's a fire right now. Me and the dogs are just kind of outside. If you want to come hang out and watch the fires, like, yeah, I'll come hang out, and watch the fires. <laughs> so we're just like hanging out, having cigarettes, watching the fires, playing you, with her you dogs. lighting the cigarettes on the, on the fires? <laughs> stand aside guys. <laughs> your friend called you because you lost your lighter. Yeah. And you we just light. needed something. Finally, something to, yeah, it was a quirky neighborhood. Life. It was a really funny, quirky neighborhood. Sounds like it sounds like the, the material for a sitcom. It does. Oh yeah. My life was a sitcom then. Full burning house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Growing flames. Growing flames. Um, so yeah. And, and so David Bowie's very focused on this cactus. Yeah. The cactus is the, is one of the stars of the show here. Yeah. And it's, it's personified. It's uh, anthropomorphized as watching out, watching out the window. Yeah. Sitting on the window, but it's watching the room I'm wondering if the cacti will find a home after all the shops have opened on the west side i guess they're they're cactus shops these are shops that are selling cacti i guess I, I, it, or there's a shop that's selling cacti and he's wondering if the those cacti are going to find homes yeah in the windows of the other buildings on the west side so i was initially picturing it just a cactus in someone's house yeah. But it doesn't make more sense to be a cactus. Well, yeah, right. yeah, this is this is the the main characters, the narrators. The primary cactus. Cactus looking out. Yeah. Looking out here. Well, Unless maybe this is a city of cacti and he's concerned because all these new shops are opening and it's going to be like cactus gentrification. All the strangers came today. All the cactus are going to be forced into the like the you know, the lesser neighborhoods. It's a very dark um <laughs> This is what happens Ominous when you've future. lived in a gentrified neighborhood for four years. <laughs> just, you think in terms of that. And cacti don't like everything. the dark. Cacti like it bright. Let's keep it bright. 
it's it's looking out on the room, the the prairie of the room. That's an interesting mm. metaphor. The cactus is sitting on the window, but it's not looking out the window. Actually, it's looking into the room, the prairie of the room. And what does it see there? It sees there's a mobile that's crashing down, and possibly I'm gonna assume that Clara is a cat. That's what I'm assuming. Because it's a female name, and I always think of female and feline. I don't know why. That's awfully... I think everyone does that. Heteronormative of me. And heteronormative. Heteronormative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this mobile is spinning. It's it's crashing down. I'm assuming that that sounds like a cat's doing, really. Yeah. I mean, we all know cats. Yeah. It's hard hard to have dogs in the city as well. Mm, Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah, it can be. Anyway, back to the prairie of the room. There's an interesting quote. At the time of Hunky Dory's release, Bowie said somewhere, I don't know whether it was an interview or whatever, but he said, describing this song, he said, the city is a kind of high life wart on the backside of the prairie. So here's London, say, and describing it in this way. It's like, yeah, it's kind of an inconvenience. It's kind of a thing that's been imposed on the natural order of things, I guess, is how I, is how I read that. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's all kinds of stuff to watch. There are all kinds of details and furrows and ridges, crevices to, to ponder, but it would really be better if you just burn the whole thing off. Yep. That's the message of the song. Don't you think like a mobile spinning to its collision, just burn down the city, start again. Let's sure. (laughs) Yeah, that was dark. I'm sorry. That was, that was too dark. Our cactus is dying. We want, we want levity. The cactus wants levity. So what can we say about this? Uh, cats are cute. Cats are cute. When they put their head between their paws. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Um, will all the cacti find a home? What do you think? I hope so. Me too. You hate to see homeless cacti. That would be a good thing. Yeah. If they did find homes. Not just pass out on the side of the street. Yeah. Needles everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the key to the city, this wart on the backside of the prairie, is actually in the sun that pins the branches to the sky. And that's a, that's a nice thought to end on. Yeah. You know, the sun, the giver of life, the provider of all energy on our planet. It's the thing in the sky that gives us all life, including the plants, including the, the cacti. And, uh, you know, we, we really have a lot to owe to the sun and, uh, I don't think we appreciate it enough. No. We don't give it its due reverence. And I don't think that we're doing enough to conserve the sun. I don't think we have strong enough conservation efforts. To, to save our sun, S-O-S. Yes. Because it will die. It will die eventually. And with it, us. And we are all going to die. I, somehow I can't escape uh, going to dark places with this. Yeah. Something about this song. What do you think it is, Travis? I don't know, because I, I, I think of it in a very different way. It it's a good thing. It's a positive. Living yeah, in it's a city. positive song. I mean, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just in a mood. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the sun, bright. That's what cacti like, is the bright light giver of life it is it's wistful yeah it's a fun i don't know i don't know if fun is the word not fun but it's it's it is it's it's a sitting looking out the window on life in the city yeah what else about eight line poem it's almost got like a lazy country feel yeah not not lazy like no this song's lazy but like that like lazy sitting in the sun just laid back yeah like it almost it's it's, it's a melding of two worlds like mm. you almost feel like you should be lying like in a hammock in your apartment with a corn cob pipe you get that like yeah, the piano just kind of 
It almost sounds like it's got like a flanger or a phaser on it. It's got a yeah. neat little effect on it. And there's a, uh, there's one line in here where, uh, where he kind of holds the last note and there's an effect put on his voice. Mobile spins to its collision. Yeah. It sounds really, it, it, it is really nice in the headphones with yeah. the phaser on the piano and the, and the solo going on behind it. And the, yeah. Uh, yeah. The effect on the vocals. Yeah. It's, this is a really good headphone song. Yeah, you're right. It, it really is. That phaser on the piano is just a, a weird touch. I don't think you notice it as well when you don't have headphones on. You know, it just sounds like a yeah. piano. Well, it's funny because like, it almost sounds like a guitar even with the phaser going. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I really I like it a lot. Yeah. I really like it a lot. I feel like that, that country feel that you're getting comes from the guitar playing too. Yeah. It, it, it really sounds like you're... Mick Ronson is lying in a hammock in the studio just sort of noodling yeah. away, lazily, uh, blissfully, making making melodies with. Is that that's what it's called when you play guitar? Right? Yeah, just making melodies. Just making melodies. Yeah, no, I agree. That is definitely the picture you get in your head. Is just like Mick Ronson, just like kick back, sprawling. Like they were like in between takes or something, and he's just noodling. Yeah. Like, hey, what were you doing? Let's just just keep doing that. Yeah, man. There's an alter, alternate version of this song which wasn't released officially until 2015. It was uh, Tony DeFries's privately pressed Bowie promo with David Bowie on the A side, Dana Gillespie on the B side. We talked about this on Andy Warhol. Warhol? Warhol. 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 Like holes. Warhol. Warhol. Like you walk down. Um, Bow promo 1A1 and 1B1. I think there were like 500 made and they're floating around out there, but uh, it's, it's uh, and you can find, you know, copies of them but it was released as a b-side to the 2015 record store day picture disc of changes and it's a different mix it's a different vocal take and doesn't have the effect on the piano doesn't have the uh reverb on collision it's an interesting different take but it's not essential really um ratings i'm gonna give this song five tactful cacti it's an awesome song that serves its role perfectly. Just, yeah, it lets the album breathe. It uh, gives you a moment of quiet contemplation. And it's kind of the exception. So a lot of times if I have, if there's songs that are kind of drifted into or drift out of something else, I try not to listen to them by themselves because it just feels weird. This song, you can kind of do it. See, like, um, Candidate. Yeah. Like, uh, 1984, what was it? Um, Dodo. Uh, yeah. So, so five, four, five, 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 five tactful cacti. Tactful cactuses. I, I would give it four. I agree with everything you said, but it's not a song that I would put on above others. You're right though. It does, it does fit where it fits in on the album perfectly, but it, and it's a great song, but it's a four for me. Um, four tactful cacti. Cacti is the proper plural of cactus, right? Yes. Cactuses. Cactuses. Eight line poem. Eight line poem. That's that's it for eight line poem. Uh, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't a sad poem. It didn't make me tear up at all. It didn't make me want to like travel back 30 years and start sobbing. As if 30 years from now, not 30 years from the release. 30 years from now. Yeah. What if, would that if I were be? to go this back, if I was to go back 30 years, 2017, I would be. 20, I'd consider going to 97, 87. Yeah. And, 
and just like and just bawling, just bawling. Just go to eighty seven. Bawling is what we did last week. Just go to eighty seven and cry. This one goes to eighty seven. <laughs> yeah, coincidentally, Travis, I'm glad you said that because eighty seven and cry is going to be the next song. That we oh man, discuss on from A to Ziggy. Imagine that. Oh, what a coincidence. That's next week on From A to Ziggy. Uh, until then, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. From A to Ziggy is our handle on both of those services. You can subscribe and like us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And, uh, you know, tell, tell some folks that uh, that, you're, that there's this, this podcast that, you know, they can listen to if yeah. they want to. Until then, my name's Thomas. My name's Travis. Collision! Yeah. It was the most freaking ridiculous thing I've ever been to. Did anybody anybody have a uh, glow stick proton pack? No one did. I God, that would have been a game changer with that, the tube and the, the squiggly. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I, I even I hardened dance music cynic would have had a hard time making fun of that. If there's a basement Ghostbusters rave somewhere happening somewhere, please let Travis yeah, know. If there's something strange in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call me? And I'll be there ASAP.